0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, finally Friday. Seems like this has been one of those long, drawn-out weeks, so I'm always thrilled at the end of a long, drawn-out week to have it be Friday. Yes, indeed. So... Uh, I hope everybody is having a good day so far and uh, hopefully everybody has had a good week so far. It has been um, fairly quiet. I I mean, for me, I've been feeling very uh, internal focused, um, not doing a whole lot in the outer world, kind of feeling more inward. And uh, sometimes that means more journaling, sometimes that means more writing, sometimes that just means more quiet time. And that is has been my week, so I'd be interested to hear how everybody else's weeks are going. Uh, today, we're going to talk about where the moon is uh, for today and into the weekend. Then we will talk about the weekend transits. And it's not that there's a lot going on this weekend, because there really isn't. But there are some, you know, potential things that uh, might bring some surprises, some unexpectedness, so we want to talk about that. And also uh, because we are closing in on the end of a Pleiadian uh, week, a 13-day cycle. Uh, in the spiral of consciousness, then we also want to talk about that, as well as the new beginning, because on Sunday, the new week begins. And what does that mean for the next 13 day period of time as we spiral up into the consciousness uh, or spiral up in the evolution of consciousness? Consciousness. Uh, Good morning, Asa. Thank you for being in the background there. She will take and give any questions that you might have to me. Uh, JLo, good morning. It's good to see you. And I'm sure other people will be joining us here in the next few minutes. Um, Anyway, let's dive in, shall we? And I guess everybody will just have to catch up to me. Uh, I want to make sure we have enough time for all of this today. We start out the day today with the moon in Sagittarius, one of my favorite placements for the moon. And that finds the moon in an opposition to Mars into a square with Neptune. Uh, a sextile to Jupiter and a square to Mercury. So you can see the day here, we've got squares and an opposition, which are more of the strenuous sort of transits that we can have or aspects that the moon can be making. And then we have the sextile to Jupiter, which is a more positive aspect Uh, but is it powerful enough to overcome some of the other things that are happening today? Let's first, before we take a look at those transits or those aspects, let's take a look at what it means to have the moon in Sagittarius, transiting through here anyway. Um, Sagittarius is a sign, as you know, of exploring and adventure, he is the great adventurer with his bow and arrow pointed right at the heart of the galaxy or the galactic center he's always aiming for the heart of something and he's willing to do the exploration necessary to get to what his real issue is and that is the quest for truth and the quest for freedom, being free to adventure and explore the world around him. And in that is travel. So we may all be feeling a little bit like we want to travel, like we want to get out and about, like we want to go somewhere. So if we are not able to do that based on, you know, the world and what's going on in the world or in our own, in our own um, personal lives, maybe we just don't have the time right now to go and travel. You can kind of assuage that travel bug by taking a look at on the internet for different things, you know, different countries, different cultures, different foods, all those kinds of things that can kind of satisfy that traveler in you. If nothing else, this is uh, a time to get into the great outdoors. The um, uh, moon in Sagittarius is really in tune with the natural world. And the natural world, of course, means out there, out there, out in the woods, out by the seashores, uh, by the rivers, the lakes, uh, just in parks, outside, right? Getting outside, getting back into connection with mother nature. And the moon here is uh, particularly intuitive about places to go that will will make you feel filled up right that will make you feel better or that you are recharged Uh, as far as the quest for truth is concerned Sagittarian energy they're on the hunt for the big T the capital T truths, not the truths that we think we see when we're listening to the news or to people talking. It's the one that we find for ourselves. And beyond that, it's not just the little truths. It's the capital T truths, which means universal truth, right? Universal laws, universal truths, the bigger picture of the natural order of the universe. And I was thinking about this this morning because I'm I'm thinking, you know, we get so caught up in what's happening in our day-to-day lives that we totally forget we lose sight of the fact that there is a bigger organizing truth and that is that you are the co-creator of this reality so it's not that what you hear on the news isn't true or that it is true depending on what news you're listening to and what your particular filter is It's that you have to remember you're co-creating this reality. You are not just a victim of it. And when you see things in the outer world that you don't like, but that you're focused on, you're in the helping of the creation of that energy. So it makes sense then with the moon and Sagittarius for us to take a look back at step back and, you know, what is it that you are inundating yourself with every day? You know, what is it that you take as truths that are because you're you're watching a creation in the moment, right? Not that it is true, not that it isn't true. It's that you're in the process of creating that because you're focused on that. So the bigger truth behind all of that would be the fact that you're the co-creator and what you're focusing on is what is being created. So the more you focus on uh, the tragedies or the more you focus on the conspiracies or the more you focus on the the he said, she says, uh, the more that you're creating that you're a participant in that type of energy. But on the other hand, if you're focusing on what makes you happy, if you're focusing on what brings you peace, if you're focusing on being a generous spirit, uh, focusing on helping others, of creating acceptance and tolerance and in loving energy, then that's the truth for you. And that's the truth, the bigger organizing truth behind it, that you're the co-creator of that particular reality. So it is totally our responsibility to mind what it is that we are focusing on. And Sagittarius energy sort of reminds us of that as he's on that quest for true meaning. He's on that quest for philosophy and beliefs and, and really taking a look at those beliefs that we are holding. And if you want to keep creating the chaos and the uh, the separation and all of that then keep focusing on those things that is what you're creating in your reality if you want to focus on love if you want to see a more peaceful loving tolerant world then you're going to have to focus on the things that make us more peaceful and tolerant and acceptance and loving so always in our Uh, responsibility, always in our ability to change the way that we perceive the world based on what it is we're focused on. In that is also Sagittarian's quest for freedom, right? Freedom is spontaneity. It is in the moment. It is having a positive expectations or a positive view of the world, a more optimistic view of what's going on in the world and your part in it. And then, of course, Sagittarius rules the more mundane things like the law, attorneys, lawsuits, court proceedings, all of that. But as well, the bigger principles behind that, the bigger picture, which are ethics and morals and having a conscience. So Sagittarius can bring us into the level of really choosing integrity over uh, anything else other than immorality, or I don't even like that word. You know, I don't like that word, but I can't think of another word for it right now, uh, where uh, we're looking outside of ourselves for those truths instead of inside of ourselves for that. Now, the ruling planet for the sign of Sagittarius is Jupiter, and Jupiter is a planet of expansion and growth and wisdom gaining. And so in Jupiter's world, there's optimism, there's positive uh, frequencies, there's good luck, there's fortune. So we see in Sagittarius then that he is also concerned with optimism, faith, good luck, uh, being a generous spirit, being big of heart and being giving and generous in how we share our time, our resources, etc. cetera. And also Sagittarius energy rules, the uh, thought of higher education. It, It's about higher consciousness, right? And how do we gain in consciousness? Well, often that comes through a practice, a spiritual practice perhaps, or study. So things like going to college or studying uh, a particular uh, um, subject out there. So mentors, the people that you choose to teach you or guide you or lead you. So that is all Sagittarius energy because those um, studies that we undertake have a sense of creating a bigger broader horizon for us raising our our perspective right so that we see a bigger picture and of course that's what Sagittarius energy is all about right seeing the bigger picture and increasing our world view or our galactic view our universal view So in the lower extreme, which there's always the lower, we have to take the good and the bad because we run through the whole frequencies of energies. It is the energy of carelessness where that Sagittarian spontaneity takes us into uh, doing things too fast or without thinking or without having all the moving pieces on the board. And we find ourselves in trouble. It is self-righteous energy as well, where someone who totally believes that they're right and they go out into the world and they profess that rightness and all else is wrong and all others are wrong. So we get into a, a disagreement about philosophies and belief systems or religions and all of that comes from self-righteousness. And of course, Jupiter's involved here. So the lower expression of Jupiter is often excesses, right? Where we over-talk, we over-imbibe, we overeat, we overspend, on and on and on. So we want to watch out for excesses and Because Sagittarius energy is very much about the truth, we may sometimes have a problem with blunt communication. If we're in that lower frequency, we lose our filters, right? It's like suddenly our our minds and our mouths are connected completely and what we're thinking and what we say come out in one fell swoop, not always in the most positive way. So watching what you say and how you say it important during this period of time. Um, In the body, uh, Sagittarius rules the hips and the liver, sciatica, if you're experiencing those kinds of things, the thighs, the upper legs, and, you know, maybe muscular pain or things like that up there. Um, Again, as I said last, or maybe it was on Monday, uh, that these are correlations, right? These aren't absolute hard facts. Just because you might be having a problem in your liver doesn't mean it was caused by, because you're a Sagittarius or because Sagittarius in your chart is under pressure. It just seems like there are correlations to these parts of the body when there is a transit that's involved with that sign Sagittarius. All right, that because I don't want people out there thinking that uh, just because they're a certain sign that they're doomed to have these experiences in their health, that's not true. Often though, when we note something like that in our body, we can sort of look to that sign or that gate if we're talking about human design and see if there's a correlation there. Are we misusing the energy of a gate or of a sign? Uh, Are we somehow in a fear state? and that is being shown to us in our physical body but there's not a causal relationship it's just a a correlation relationship uh okay so um am i not online in the right place oh my god i bet i didn't do the right thing this morning when i got on good morning debbie johnson kathleen mallory Yeah. I remember now I was, I was running a little late and I don't think I chose the YouTube channel to broadcast on. How funny is that? My bad. Um, Obviously uh, only a few of you were meant to hear my words this morning (laughs) live. Um, (coughs) So let's go on to the, uh, oh, by the way, so today the moon is in Sagittarius all day, and then as we get into this evening, and for those of you on the east coast, tomorrow morning early, the moon will be in the void from my time 10:24 p.m. to 1:14 a.m. before moving into the sign of Capricorn. So for those of you on the east coast, that will be already what 1 a.m. to 1 1:24 uh, a.m. to 4. 14 a.m. So tomorrow morning when we wake up, we'll all be uh, sitting with the sun, or excuse me, the moon in the sign of Capricorn. So we go from, you know, Sagittarius uh, expansiveness and study and adventure uh, to Capricorn's more, let's get some work done. Let's put it into practical use. Let's set some goals. uh, Let's do some things of a practical nature, some very earthy things. So we go from fire to earth. Okay, now we can do the weekend uh, transits. So the biggest transit of the weekend is starting today, actually. Actually, I think it started yesterday for those of us on the West Coast, moves into the day today because it was happening right over the crux of the the midnight hour and will be with us through uh, the next day or two. And that is Mercury in a sextile to Pluto. So Mercury is a planet that we think of for communication for the mind but he is also a depositor if you will of information and in that case he's also someone who's picking up messages and taking those messages on with him into the next connections that he's due to make so In thinking of him in that way, then you can see why there's always mixed messages, perhaps, or different messages coming every day that can sometimes um, make us feel a little confused, depending on the sign that he's in, depending on the, the message that he's picking up well in a sextile sextile being a 60 degree relationship between mercury and pluto in this case he's picking up a message of regeneration and depositing you know the potential from pisces where he's still at until tomorrow Um, And he's actually in the 29th degree of Pisces today. He is sort of giving the message to Pluto that regeneration and regenerative powers now need to be spiritual in nature. So we're having to regenerate in the internal world in our inner connection with source or God or goddess, whatever that connection is for you to your higher self, to your higher consciousness in order to make the changes that we need to make here in on the planet but also in our own lives and there's something mysterious in this connection right there's the mystery of regeneration and those traumas and dramas that tend to pop up in our lives that take us through that death and rebirth process and we may be drawn during this time so yesterday today and even into tomorrow to look deeper to look behind the curtain if you're in oz and to see who's actually the, the manager or the uh, fomenter of the energies behind that curtain. We must, we might also find ourselves more, or our minds at least more sharp and more depth oriented, digging into some of the deeper things and becoming more perceptive about what it is that we're discerning in that part of our, our lives. The uh, other tendency here, with Mercury in a sextile to Pluto, is to dominate others, to use the strength of our will, of our power to uh, control or in some way take over other people's lives or other people's um, uh, projects, things like that. And using our knowledge and power wisely, we can use power to share uh, what we know and to bring everyone up. Um, But others... Sometimes with that power of persuasion that comes up with Mercury in a sextile to Pluto, we can convince ourselves and others to do things that are not necessarily of power or, um, so anyway, we just have to be careful in this particular couple of days to make sure that we're not using power unwisely or getting caught up in other people's power struggles using your mind to delve deeper to be able to see the real relationship between yourself and others now in human design which is something i'm going to be doing more and more frequently now combining the human design of this energy mercury is at the gate 36 yesterday and today he's changing gates but let's talk about the yesterday gate he begins this transit at the gate 36 which is about restlessness and boredom adventure exploring energy so he's trying to get us to move up and out into new ways to stop staying stuck in the old to sort of take a a look and see and what more is possible because it's about possibilities now And then Pluto is at the gate 60. He's finally out of that gate 61 up in the Ajna or in the up in the head, excuse me, where he's been creating uh, the potential for us to all go nuts and crazy and be in psychosis um, over the, the crazy making things that are happening in the world. And now he's in the gate 60, which is more about conservation. And it is about limiting ourselves to what is the correct path. So the restlessness and boredom that Mercury brings to the picture may see us like spreading out into all different directions and hopping and jumping at other people's backs and calls, um, doing things that aren't in our own best interest. But Pluto here saying, whoa, 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 be careful that you're focusing your energy on what it is that's most important to you, right? that um, not to let the outer world or uh, the energies of the people around us dictate to us and pull distract us. That's, I guess, another word we could look that can distract us and create turbulence in our life, upsetting the day, upsetting the way that uh, we have thought things should go now. A part of that, we we need to be open. We need to be a little bit, you know, mutable, versatile, adaptable to the the changing circumstances. But we have to be able to discern here between what is a distraction and what is a true need or a true thing that we need to be involved with. Now that's transiting over into new gates as we move into tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, April third, Mercury out of Pisces now and into Aries, adopts a little bit more of a militant message, a little bit more of an action orientation and uh, decision-making here becomes much quicker for the next three weeks. Sometimes we're thinking in haste You've heard the saying "act first, think later" or "think first, act later." That would be the normal way of doing things, uh, but here we may be tempted to act first and think later, and in that case, Mercury here is exaggerating that tendency. Our communication is more spontaneous, and I'm talking about the bigger picture now. The the throughout the three weeks. It's more spontaneous and direct kind of Sagittarius feeling. Um, But Aries is bold and assertive and wants to step forward. So we need to be careful not to hurt other people's feelings in our uh, wanting to take those risks or in taking those bold measures. We don't want to bowl people over as we're trying to advance our ourselves in, in the world. Now, if we look at where Mercury is tomorrow, as he moves into the sign of Aries, he is going to be sitting at the gate 25 spirit. And this is a gate that sits on the identity center. And in a few minutes, I'm going to show you a graphic with all of this on it. Uh, The gate 25 spirit, where he is teaching us to love and trust in our higher power, in our higher consciousness, in our God self or our divine self. And in that then, you know, he's ruling the lower mind. And yet we're being uh, asked or tasked to have this opportunity to move our thinking to elevate our thinking in more divine ways. So when we're thinking about what we might want to do, is it something that uh, is showing up in our outer world? Or are we reacting to something? So response versus reacting, right? Response versus reacting. So we are given the opportunity, at least here in the beginning of this transit, to open up our minds to see things from a more divine perspective or from a higher perspective. We have that energy for three weeks of Mercury in the sign of Aries, where that's been the uh, triggering movement, right? The triggering energy of that transit is with Mercury at gate 25, on the fourth saturday sunday 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 we have the moon at the third quarter that is the halfway point between the full moon and the next new moon it is a time that we know of as our crisis of consciousness we have reached the point where our forward momentum uh movement is meeting up with our consciousness And or resistance in our consciousness. So if we have set some powerful intentions with the new moon, we went through the crisis of action, the halfway point between the new moon and the full moon, which gave us maybe stumbling blocks or things in our outer world that were stopping us preventing us where we had to maybe hold up. And determine what the next steps would be, rather than giving up on the manifesting of our intention, we were meant to find a way to flow around, go under, over, um, maybe just wait for uh, the clear sign that it was time to make the next move, then we had the full moon right? The full moon is a time for us to complete or to release or to let go of something that's been in the way. Um, There's often a revelation moment that allows us to see, ah, that is why I had to wait over here. Uh, This is why it was taking me more time to get what I wanted done. And now we reach the last of the crises points. And so we are looking at what is it within us that we have to master in order to move to the uh, expression of our intention or the full expression of living our truth. So that can be uh, a problem sometimes as well, because we may have a lot of thoughts and a lot of, of issues, a lot of beliefs standing in the way of our really truly connecting to our intention. And if that's the case, this is the point in time we come up against that and we begin to release ourselves from that. And during that time, the moon is going to be in the gate 38, that is on the root center, it is also called the gate of fight. And in quantum human design through uh, Karen Curry Parker, this is the gate of recalibration. We are recalibrating, we are are looking back and seeing what's worth fighting for, right? Is this just a losing battle? Um, Did I choose an intention that I wasn't ready for yet? Um, if it is the right thing in my heart and my passion's really in it, then all I must do now is recalibrate um, my thought processes, my belief system so that I can open up to the completion of whatever that is that I started with the new moon. So let's take a look at that, shall we? In uh, the, uh, I'm going to share my screen with you. Hopefully I can do this the right way today. Oops, share. There we go. So I wanted to show you this as a human design chart. And uh, I've put a lot of different information here. Let me make this just a little bit bigger. Okay, so we don't have anything going on in the head or the Ajna uh, in the inner planets. So I left that sort of blank for the moment. What I really wanted to talk about is this energy for the weekend that is very much focused on the identity center and especially the heart center. So the heart center, is a center that uh, in human design is about managing and allocating resources, our time, our money, uh, our energy. And uh, in that center, we have the gate 21 of control or self-regulation. We have the gate 51 of initiation or shock. We have the gate 26 of integrity and we have the gate 40 of restoration. So the center we often think of in human design as the gate of service. And so the gates here are 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 meant to show us how we're going to distribute our energies out into the world as a path of service right into the world, how are we going to share of our gifts and our talents individually, and how are we going to spread that out to the world. So the gate 21 is where the sun is sitting this week. I, that graphic went out the other day that started on March 30th, I believe, and takes us through April 4th, th- so through Sunday. And so through Sunday, we're looking at how is it that we are showing up? What is How are we meant to show up in sharing of uh, the resources? of our time of our energy etc this is sometimes the need to control in the gene keys the lowest expression here is control in the gift it is authority right it's you being able to stand your ground it is you being able to manage your time your money your resources to the benefit of yourself but also to the benefit of others now often we have a case where this would just be hanging and there wouldn't be any other planets at the other end but uh, a, a little known planet mars <laughs> that we haven't talked about a lot for a while because he's sort of diminished in a way he's moved to the background it is taking up residence at the gate of the king or the queen the gate of distribution I'm the one that made the money, so I'm going to be the one to decide where it goes, even if I'm not the one that has the best skills at doing that. Maybe the 21 is the better one at it. So now we have a power struggle potential going on through the weekend with Mars at the gate 45 and the sun. These two are high energy, right? They're both fire. Mars is a fire planet. The sun, obviously fire. So we have a lot of fire energy, a lot of passion going into how it is that we are going to distribute resources. Now, these are inner planets. So indeed, that is for you personally. But we're also seeing this, how funny, out in the outer world uh, with plans for a new infrastructure package here in this country. And how is that money going to be distributed? How's it going to be, you know, where's it coming from, et cetera, et cetera. So the purpose of these two connecting here is to see that the distribution is fair and equal and serves the most number of people, not just the wealthy, not just the the poor, but all people uh, have access to the resources equally. So there is where the power struggle is, right? So personally, in our own lives, we may find ourselves in conversations with our spouses or our relatives in some way about how we share our resources um, and how uh, I'm going to show up in using my own resources. The other problem here um, is that this is highly energized by a, a channel of initiation. We have Venus, not usually a planet that I think of as creating chaos or problems but she's sitting at the gate of initiation at the same time mercury is sitting at the gate of universal love or the gate of spirit so we're all being initiated through the things that are happening in our outer world or the things that are happening in our personal lives to be more loving more heart-centered and to do spirits work it's almost the initiation into um thinking about the body as the vehicle for the soul or the spirit. So the soul or spirit as the driver and your, you and your body as the facilitator of getting that, you know, thing done or getting, That out to the world, etc. So the initiation here is us learning to be more inspirited, to have more faith, trust, and to surrender to the higher power. And there's, you know, we get so caught up in our ego, which is another name for this center, the ego center, that somehow we think of our ego self as separate from our divine self. Well, it's not that you have you don't have two different entities within you. You have one entity with a dual purpose, living in a dual world, right? A world of duality where you have a spiritual purpose and you have a life purpose, the life purpose, the body, and all it's going to do to accomplish the soul's purpose, right? The curriculum, the soul laid out for you. They're not two different people. It's all you. And so don't, don't get into thinking about ego versus spirit because it's all you right? It is all you. You're not losing your individuality. You're not losing your ability to do what you want to do uh, because what you want to do and what spirit wants to do should be the same, right? They should be in the same vein. They should be moving together. And that's a part of the lesson, the wisdom that we're gaining on the planet as we live here is how do we do that, right? How do we move things together so that we're not these two separate entities? We're bridged together, right? So we have the gate 51, the shocks and the surprises and the awakening, very Uranus type of energy that can wake us up. Venus telling us here to align with our values, right? To have right relationships, to um, uh, in a way, follow the the pathway of, of your heart, right? This is the heart center. And then Mercury here communicating the message of spirit, Um, and the value of living an inspirited life. And then let's see if I can bring this up. We also have earth uh, this week at the gate 48. We're talking about that on Monday. The gate 48 is the gate of wisdom. And here is where we demonstrate our mastery in the world in a way that uh, is right for us, right? So earth here saying, this is what you have to have done first in order to get to the self-regulation of the sun, the highest expression of the sun in this case in, in uh, the Gene keys is valor, right? That almost sounds like having been on a quest and achieved so much, right? Gotten to the pinnacle and the earth creating the wisdom for us to get there. And I wanted to show you where the crisis of consciousness where the moon is on Sunday, it is at the gate of the visionary. And here we have interesting energy here as we're recalibrating what it is that is worth fighting for. This is the gate often in in, uh, traditional human design that's called the gate of struggle uh, or the fighter, sorry. The other one is the gate of struggle. It connects to struggle, but it's the gate of the fight. And a visionary knows what's worth fighting for. Right. What's worth sticking in there and and wading through all of the trials and all of the errors and all of the 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 dramas and traumas and and the excitement and the highs and the lows uh, to get to the the right purpose or the right meaning. So the moon, our crisis of consciousness here, then on Sunday might be about um, our wanting to give up. Maybe we're trying to, maybe the consciousness that we are holding in our minds um, is about wanting to give up and giving up, meaning, you know, I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of the struggle, but is what it is, is what you're doing or what you're engaged with worth the struggle? That's the question, right? And only you can answer that. If it's worth the struggle, then you stick with it, even though there are these highs and lows and in betweens. You can tap into the uh, energy of the root center, which is endurance and perseverance, tenacity and determination. It has staying power, but it also pulses on and off. That's the reason why sometimes we may think that the, um, the fight isn't worth it because somehow things aren't working the way that we thought they should work. But the pulse in that energy may have backed off and it's time just to integrate or it's time to redetermine the next step. And that's what this Sunday crisis of consciousness is. Is there some shift I have to make up here in my consciousness before I can take the next step or the next forward motion? So that uh, I'm going to be doing this more and more frequently, kind of bringing the astrology and the human design together. Uh, What I meant to do here is to show you then that gate 45 is a Gemini gate because we know right now that Mars is in Gemini. So you can see this is Gemini energy, which is sometimes about ideas and um, sometimes inspiration, sometimes taking leaping before looking, um, doing you know things sometimes very egocentrically. So we have Mars sitting here kind of magnifying. Um, what it is that we need to do in order to share our resources more wisely. Then we have the sun at self-regulation. Well, the sun is in Aries. So we know that gate 21 is an Aries gate. Venus, uh, right now, Venus is, I forgot what what degree she's at because she's getting to the mid, yeah, she's mid, well, she's in a conjunction pretty close to the sun. So she's at 14, almost 15 degrees of Aries. So we also have the gate 51 as an Aries gate. So Aries, mid-degree Aries. Then we have Mercury at the gate of spirit, and that is an Aries gate. So we have Aries, we have uh, Aries, we have Aries, and we have Gemini. So here, these three centers, at least in these gates, have that Mars-driven sort of energy in them. Now the earth over here is at wisdom. The earth is always going to be in the opposite sign of the sun. So if the sun is in Aries, then the earth is in Libra. So the gate 48 is a Libran gate. And then, uh, Down here with the moon, we know the moon is going to be in the sign of Capricorn on Sunday. So we have the crisis of consciousness in a Capricorn gate, the gate 38 at the visionary, right? The ability to hold to the vision of success or hold to the vision of of purpose and, and the adaptability of what it is that you're doing to contribute to the whole, to the collective. So they were kind of weaving in astrology, human design, and even the gene keys in this case. All right, questions. Hold on here. I'm going to stop sharing my screen because I saw Asa pop up with a question here. And face ID. Okay. This is what I want you to know. You have chosen to arrive here on Earth. You have a tremendous Well, that's a good message. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Asa, where are you? All right, there we go. J-Lo, would you say if we have Mars in a water sign, it will help us with balancing better? I don't think that you could. I, I don't think that you could say that it balances better because Mars in water is often debilitated. It makes... I think it makes people have to uh, focus their energy better uh, because water is, uh, of course, emotional and is, um, what is that popping up for? Crazy things happening here this morning. So, uh, but water and fire together create steam and, you know, you can put steam to work for you. So in a way, maybe it is a bit of a balancing act. It's about being able to bring the two Elements together and then put the result into working motion, Uh, because typically uh, water and fire, you know, water puts out fire right Mars is fire and Mars in a water sign uh, is a bit debilitated it's slogging through it's slowed down. But if you can put the energy of the two together as in steam and put it towards something, then yeah, you have the ability to better uh, focus the energy in some way. But that would be the problem, right? Mars in a water sign is hard to focus that energy. Um, It sometimes is just, you know, think about steam. What is it doing? It's just going up into the air and it's dissipating. So the energy of Mars can be very dissipating in water. So, you have to do more to actually focus it and make it go in the direction that you want to take it. So, I hope that helps answer your question, JLo. Uh, any other questions before I go into the Pleiadian Earth energy? Debbie Tippett's two meal wishing everyone that celebrates it a happy Easter, a hoppy Easter uh okay good uh i'm super excited for this week and we'll be taking so many notes i am so overjoyed right now i feel like crying oh tell us what it's all about tell us what is so exciting for you i i love to know that and jlo says i have chiron in the unconscious on 51.6 uh so 51 again the gate of awakening or initiation right the or at least the channel is of initiation And uh, there is something to be said here about that connection for you because Mercury is also at gate 25. If gate 25 is empty for you in your birth chart, now you have a planet sitting there. There could be some extraordinary uh, breakthroughs that you have uh, over this period of time in the weekend. Um, So there you have that. Uh, Okay. Uh, Pauline, good morning. Jennifer Peachy, good morning. Kathleen Mallory, good morning. Yes, I know. I'm probably broadcasting on the wrong YouTube channel, which is going to cause me no end of trouble later when I go to produce the video. So maybe ASA, one of our next projects together is to figure out how to take down that other channel because it's driving me nuts that it's even out there. Uh, Okay. Let's take a look now at the, uh, and if you have questions, still feel free to put those in there and, um, Asa will get them to me. I want to take a look now at the Pleiadian Earth calendar. So I know most of you know about it, but if you're new and joining us for the first time, uh, I'm talking about the Pleiadian Earth energy calendar uh, put out by Pia Orlean and Colin Baird Smith based on their connection to LARCMA, the Pleiadian group that they channel. And so here we are now. We're in the month of April. The first energy in April is going to be one transcending. And that means the next day I have my spiritual birthday because I was born at two remembering. You know, you all have a spiritual birthday as well as your solar return birthday. So the solar return, of course, is when the sun comes back to the same position it was when you were born by degree of the uh, astrological or the zodiac. But in the Pleiadian calendar, you also have an earth sign that you were born on or a, uh, a day sign. And when the, when the movement of the calendar takes us to that next spiral of consciousness, you're beginning a whole new spiritual birthday, right? A spiritual, uh, the advent of a new spiritual round. And in the Pleiadian calendar, just like in the, the um, Mayan calendar, this is a 260-day calendar. So you take the 13-day week but times that by the number of day signs, which are 20, 13 times 20 is 260. So we have a birthday every 260 days, a spiritual birthday, every 260 days, with a solar return birthday every 365 days, uh, because that's based on the solar year instead of the Pleiading calendar, which has a Uh, uh, maybe a stronger correlation to the moon and not the sun. So in that case, today we are at 12 planting. Planting energy in the Mayan calendar was con. It was represented by a little seed, like a little seed of corn. And so the idea was that planting Uh, of ideas or planting of a seed of corn was going to lead to the blooming or the harvesting of something at at some point in the future. Uh, The energy of the number 12, the universal energy of 12 is about understanding. So understanding what is being planted right now. And being willing to wait to see the results to nurture the seed, and to watch its growth and its evolution, and then be able to harvest it at some point in the future. But understanding is more of the mind. And planting is more of the physical world doing something. So what is the idea that's being seeded for you to express out in the world? That means that tomorrow, then we are at the last day of the week, we are in the ascension number of 13. So we're more internal focused, right? We're going within to ask what comes next, what's next for us? What's the next important step I need to take uh, when I get to the new um, new week or the new uh, spiral? And it is in the Mayan calendar, Chichan. Uh, moving energy so chichan was representing the snake the snake how it sheds its skin uh, in order to grow so growth in that case required a sort of cracking open and a peeling away of the old in order to facilitate the new or to embody the new so that requires us to move Right, to to make some changes, to move forward. So, tomorrow is a day of contemplating not only what comes next, but then being willing to take the steps for that next best action or that next best, best step. Then on Sunday, we come to the new spiral, and that begins at one transcending. So, transcending what? right that was a question i started asking here with because that is the day that begins the week for me in my own birth right so going back to that umbrella energy or that overlighting energy gives us an idea of what we've incarnated into and for us as transits we're looking at what is the umbrella energy for the week what are we spiraling towards And what we're transcending here is our limited ideas and our limited modes of thinking, our paradigms that we refuse to yield, right, that we refuse to let go of. So here we are transcending our limited ideas of who we are, of what we can do, of what our truths are, and we are for the next 13 days then moving through that transcending energy through all of the different uh, signs that we'll go through in the next days. This is about having devotion to the ultimate truth. And we were talking about that already when we started the morning talking about the moon in Sagittarius, the quest for the ultimate truth, right? The, the greater organizing principle, the universal laws, the universal truths, not the limited human truth, uh, not the truth of what some news person says versus what some other news person says, but the the, <laughs> the bigger truths out there, right? So here we see a whole 13-day period where we're going to be devoted to seeing the bigger truth, right? The bigger um, law. Lo- Think about this, the seeing the bigger, um, the invisible lines of connection, right? That are moving us in a direction. So if we're uh, tuned in, if we're sensitive enough, and most of us are, if we really get to it, we're sensitive enough, we can read the energy of the direction that the energy is moving in. And where is that taking us? That is um, in through to transcending, right? Transcending the old truths, transcending the old modes of thinking. And there's often chaos and turbulence in that as well. Um, But at least for this next 13 days, we're dealing with what's changing and moving within you right, personally, then, then the outer world may also show us signs and symptoms of that change going on in the outer world, or I mean, change going on within us being shown to us in that outer world. Uh, okay, uh, that is it for me today. Anybody have questions uh, that they want to ask about anything, let me know. I think what I'll do, because I have time, a little bit of time, uh, is to draw a card for us. I'm going to choose an animal. I'm going to choose an animal card, <laughs> the wisdom of the oracle or I mean the wisdom spirit deck. Here we go. This one and uh, the dog pack. I'm going to choose a card from the dog pack. I love the dog pack. And if you think about dog energy, dog is God in the mirror, right? God. If you put dog, it's going to say God right so let's see what spirit wants to tell us for the weekend what do we need to know for the weekend and this is for the collective you still have some time if you want to uh ask a question oh see that card just fell out and it's elephant elephant spirit says learn from the past learn from the past repeat it. It doesn't say redo the past. It doesn't say do it all again. It doesn't say get stuck in the past. It says learn from the past. And that is card number 25, a seven. So we have a spiritual um, card here. And I believe it fell out upright. Um, and then when I picked it up, it was upside down. So I'm going to read both I think today. 25. So elephant spirit says learn from the past. And the oracle's messages, although we often wish we could leave the past behind, elephant spirit reminds us that memory matters. We must respect the wisdom of the elders who hand down to us traditions they have shaped to express our connection to each other and respect for the community. What has come before informs what we are experiencing today, and we must never forget our legacy of strength and dignity. Um, elephant spirit appears with the message that we are to acknowledge that which came before and learn from it. All of us are memory-based creatures, and we must revisit the past to understand where we are and where we are going. The stories of events you've experienced, the stories in our collective memory, and the stories of relationships you have had can be told many ways. What story will you tell? Elephant spirit is here to encourage you to make it one that stirs in you a sense of power and dignity. Mm willing to be learning and growing choosing to learn from your past now the protection message I'm going to read just because I'm not sure if it was upside down or right side up and it says are you feeding com- are you feeling not feeding are you feeling comfortable with a tradition custom or familiar behavior that no longer fits who you are do you wish the past could be erased so it could no longer cause you a moment's pain Elephant Spirit is here to encourage you to write a different story and alter the traditions in ways that acknowledge that we all evolve for transformation is our nature. Elephant Spirit calls you to not be selective in your memory because ignoring the good or the bad will prevent you from growing your wisdom and strength. Build on the best of the past, learn from the worst, and walk into the future with dignity accompanied by Elephant Spirit who remembers the truth and honors your strength and wisdom, elephant. And if you look at her, she's just really gorgeous. With that wonderful diadem right there in her forehead, marking the third eye, it's beautiful. Uh, Okay, now let's draw a dog card. The dogs want to talk. Who let the dogs out? All right, and this again will be for the collective, and it will be... What do we need to know this weekend? Ooh. We need to know Great Dane leadership. Great Dane leadership. My granddaughter has a Great Dane and she thinks she's a little tiny puppy. She likes to crawl up on your lap and she weighs at least 80 pounds. <laughs> Great Dane leadership. And let's see, Great Dane Be open to the vibrant and powerful energy of the Great Dane. You have learned from your mistakes and taken stock of your limitations, which has produced an ability to make wise decisions. This knowledge affords you the opportunity to influence others' lives in a positive direction. You are now able to draw on this energy without arrogance, which has made you a decisive leader. You are a good negotiator, and people depend on you for your wisdom and sound advice, You are grounded and stable and have a larger than life attitude, which makes others feel like anything is possible. Leadership is living what you believe, despite the consequences. Great Dane advice. The whole point of being alive is to evolve into the complete person you were intended to be. And that's a quote from Oprah, the dog pack. These cards are beautiful. Um, These are by Leslie Zuber. And you can get these just, uh, I think you can email her and get your own deck. And I'll post that in the description below the video. Great Dane, great Dane. All right, guys, questions. I didn't see where my phone went here in this mess. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just gonna check in. I'll go, cause I don't know where I put my phone now. Um, Kathleen says, I love that dog pack. I love the message. So everybody seems to be doing good. Um, If you have questions, you know, you can always email them to me or underneath the video here is a place for comments and so forth. Um, If you are enjoying the video, please hit the thumbs up button and share with your friends. And if you haven't yet done so, um, subscribe. That's it for me today, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. Bye for now.